Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 14-13, Nebraska is... Oh, chance. What's happening here? He'll get the first down running near side. I was going to play it as a bump. <laughs> Very good. Very good. The full version is a minute and a half long. Yeah, he didn't quite get there. But we'll definitely get demonetized if I play the whole thing. Big Red Overreaction is brought to you by Burton. When your plumbing's hurt and just call Burton, let's head to the phones. That's where you all are. 402-951-1620. Connor Happer, Robbie Lula with you on Big Red Overreaction. And we welcome in Tim to Big Red Overreaction. Hi, Tim. Hey, how's it going today? Great. Well, I'm a half a bottle of rum in and I'm happy. happy, happy. <laughs> uh, half a bottle? Just, just there's two things I'd like to say. First and foremost is I watched the defense make good plays and not one guy pop his chest out after getting burned, and and then all of a sudden he makes one good play and he's all happy, 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 and and making things like like nothing ever happened. And on the on on the other thing, on the other side of this scenario is. Yep, they went right down and marched in. And if you remember a lot of the back in the days when the black shirts were black shirts, a lot of that stuff happened. They'd march right down, and then they make then they would make their uh, corrections, and they would shut everybody down for an entire game. And I'm looking at this team right now, and they are doing exactly that. They are marching. There might be a team do something really, really good, and but they're making corrections. Yeah, and I have ne- I haven't seen. I hate to say it, but I ain't seen that in like three years, four years, where they make corrections at halftime or they make corrections even at the first, even after the first drive. And if you look today. They went down there and they marched down on you know the the first drive, but they didn't do anything after that. Rutgers didn't. They had a couple of you know they had some some positive plays and all that stuff. But when you when when they blocked that punt and they're on the thirteen yard line and they, and they go backwards and they got to settle for a field goal. Holy cow! I mean. That is what that is what the black shirts were all about back in the day. And I and and, and I hate to say I I don't wanna jinx this or anything, but they played like black shirts today. That defense played like you can't believe. And they won the game and they gave an opportunity for the offense to win. Yeah. And wow. Tim, I I think we can enjoy that for the night, my man. It's a, it, they played really well after that first drive. So so they go down. Rutgers goes down their first possession. Six plays, 75 yards, touchdown happens in two minutes and 38 seconds. You're like, what are we in for tonight? It started really bad. Because Rutgers is going to, you know, we've been talking about it all week. They're going to bring that physicality and 
How does Nebraska match up against that? They didn't really get that last week from Indiana. It's a it's a totally different matchup as far as that's concerned. Here's their drives after that, just for the rest of the game. Punt, field goal, punt, punt, field goal, punt, missed field goal, punt, interception, punt, interception, punt, interception. And one of those field goals was an incredibly short field after the blocked punt. That's right. So basically the offense did almost nothing. Yeah. They got three points because of the field position. The defense really only gave up one drive the rest of the entire game. Yeah, they started the they started that drive on the nine. Where did they start the other field goal drive? Uh, on the on their own thirty six. So they actually drove that one. Yep. That was seven the plays, forty three yards. Only other legitimate drive the defense gave up after the first one the entire game. Yeah, which is incredibly impressive. Winning ugly, man. If it, and if it wasn't for the defense in the first half, this thing is over at halftime because it was it was ugly in the first half for the offense. Adjustments are back. Adjustments are good. It's it's good to adjust to things. <laughs> and man, breaking news. Because I, I mean, I don't know. Everybody was. You had to be really worried after that first drive. Because I I thought about that all this week. It's like I said. It's it's a totally different challenge when you play this team. And and not that they're world beaters or anything. But you're playing a physical team compared to a team that's going to try and spread you out a little bit. And I know they were. Indiana was without their first two wide receivers last week, and you sort of wondered, okay what part of the defensive performance, especially in that second half, was real. And then after that first drive, you're thinking, oh, man, they didn't. They just didn't see this last week. Yeah. And um, they responded. They, they responded really well, made a couple big plays when they had to, inter, you know, three interceptions and, you the, know. The two late especially were really big. Stayed really steady on defense and gave their offense a chance. So, yeah, no doubt about it, Tim. Uh, back to the phones on, the, on Big Red Overreaction, which is brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. We have... George, who's been waiting. Hi, George. Guys, how's it going? Excellent. I cannot tell you. Holy Mary, Mother and Jesus, we just won back-to-back Big Ten games. for <laughs> the first time in four years. I'm feeling fantastic. We just beat Indiana, bottom feeder, perennial powerhouse, and we just beat Rutgers. I don't care. Those schools might as well be switched out with anyone else. We won big back-to-back Big Ten games. Now, the only question I have is that Mark Whipple, this guy said that when he's a D-word, that they are more effective and the players play better. I would love to know when he, if he wasn't a D-word this week how <laughs> terrible that offense would have played. Because let's be real, outside of two drives this game, they played like dogs, you know what. It was terrible. But overall, the defense played good. Garrett Nelson stepped up. We had some good pass rush. Nick Henrich played good. Luke Reimer played good. Our defense played good. I mean, Rutgers was swapping quarterbacks like nothing else. I don't know why they would do that. Everyone knows you don't switch horses midstream, but you know what? Who cares? They won. I'm happy. I'm enjoying it. We got Purdue next week. We're going to win that one, hopefully. If we don't, I can just enjoy the moment for now. So I hope you guys have a good rest of your night and you have good calls and all that stuff. And go Big Red. Thank you, George. Enjoy your Friday night. I'm going to be honest. I really thought he was going to swear at some oh, point. Oh, I thought for sure he there was, was going for it. There was big swearing energy there. So in the second half, I mean, we can talk about the offense for a second. We'll get, we'll get to the rest of these calls, of course. But, I mean, you know, at, at halftime, it, I mean, the offensive line is still – Obviously, a, a problem. It's yeah. it, it's a concern, and you know they are trying to piece it together. They're sort of Iowaing this this thing sure. without a without an Iowa defense. So you, I mean, you got to give them credit for that. Iowa beat that team twenty seven to ten, um, you know, a, a couple weeks ago. So that's the sort of comparison benchmark. But their defense essentially gave up the same amount to Rutgers as Iowa did. Yeah. yeah. They just didn't get the two defensive touchdowns that Iowa but got. I, I thought in the second half, so you, you come out and um, in at the start of the third quarter and you have a nine-play, 70-yard touchdown drive to start the second half um, and get yourself down to 
13-7. Yeah. Right? And then you go three and out after that. Turnover on downs, but a, a you know a three-minute drive that goes 42 plays. Punts it again. So you just you just sort of waited, and you were able to trust your defense. I, I mean, you know, I, I think Mark Whipple wants more out of this offense, but the thing that you have that, you know, when if, if the comparison is Iowa, the thing that you have is Trey Palmer. Yes. A- and you, you have Trey Palmer, and you got a gutsy quarterback in Casey Thompson. I'll say, and frankly, Thompson's better than Petrus. And, and, yeah, and, and that, yeah. those guys can make plays for you. I, I don't, like, there's not a lot from a, from a big-picture standpoint that quote-unquote works for this offense right now, but they have those guys. And so Whipple can, you know, he can draw up a shot, and you knew that shot was coming on the first play of that drive after the interception, yep. and, and they took it, and um, Trey got loose in the back of the end zone. And and, and that's, I think, what the formula is kind of going to be for this team. They're, 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 they're not going to score that many points. I think, well, I think there are certain teams where, where they will be able to score against, like, Next week against Purdue, it wouldn't shock me if they put some points on the board. Yeah. This is a, you know. But they're I, physical up front, man. Like, they, they're they still not going to be able to run the ball against them. No. I mean, Nebraska ran for. Um, not a lot of yards. Yeah, let me just get you the number quickly. Uh, Nebraska ran 29 carries for 72 yards. They were only sacked, I believe, once tonight. No, uh, but there was a lot of pressure on Thompson. They were only sacked once. But 29 carries for 72 yards for an average of two and a half yards a carry. So not great. No. But my point is a team like like Rutgers' identity is their defense. Sure. While Purdue still brings some physicality up front and things that Nebraska is going to struggle with, I think it'll be easier for them to score against Purdue than it was against Rutgers. I don't think they're all going to be like this necessarily. Now you get into the meat of the schedule late in the season, that's a whole different story against teams like Minnesota. But I still think the formula is the same. You, Yeah. I, I it, think it'll be can, harder to do. I think you can try and win a game like you did today against some of those teams. Now, Iowa is this team except for on, you know, on speed or whatever. So. Yeah. Um, it's a very similar formula Rutgers and Iowa have in terms of how they're playing right now. Iowa's just better at it. Um, with Minnesota, one of the best defenses in the conference. And they can um, really run at you. I would say, and, and they've got a little better offense that's, than Iowa. That's going to be a does. tough game. Yeah. Uh, Michigan, obviously, one of the best teams in the country. And throw that one away. So that one, we're just going to pretend like doesn't exist and just <laughs> hope for the best. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, th- there is a formula here that Nebraska could theoretically get. I don't know how many more wins, but it could keep them in games and give them shot to win win games down the stretch. And then you add in the confidence factor too. This team's won two games in a row. <laughs> they, they won two games in a row where they took it in the fourth quarter. That that means something. And, and that and, hasn't happened basically to any of the people on this roster where they took a game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And it's happened two weeks in a row. Two times in a row in or, six days. I was like basically two times in the same week. Yeah. That's, right? That's, that's a So thing. that's a level of confidence, theoretically, they have not had at any point with anyone on this roster. Uh, back to the phones on the Les Hills Harley-Davidson hotline. We have uh, Bruce on the line. Hey, Bruce. Hey, now, guys. Hey, now. How's it going? Good. Um... Okay, I'm a six. I'm 65 years old. My 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 family has had tickets in the North End Zone for probably 60 years. That 65 years, I have a long term view of Nebraska football, uh, which which I appreciate to a certain degree. Um, I would say this: um, Nebraska was supposed to beat Rutgers. We understand that concept, but the second concept is. I was surprised that they won this game. Yeah, the way that it played out. 
I mean, the way that they came back. You, you, Nebraska's not built, I don't think, to, will to, to win a 14-13 game. You know, <laughs> they're built to win a 35-28 30, game. I mean, it just is. Um, uh, I, I was surprised that they, they, they pulled this game out. I, 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 was, I expected the offense to be obviously better than it was in today's game. I mean, I know, I know Rutgers has good defense, but on the other hand, um, you know, the fact of the matter is to hold them to 13 points and shut them out in the second half is obviously very, very good for the defense. But it just is. Um, it's, uh, I'm, I'm very, very happy the way the game turned out. There's no doubt about that. Thanks, Bruce. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, you, appreciate no, it. Yeah, okay. no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Bruce. Yeah, no. Big yeah. Red Overreaction is uh, brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. So here's the thing right now. Like, and this is all we've, this is all that I ask for. My expectations are, are you know, low. <laughs> I like to call them reasonable. But, and when Mickey Joseph took over, he said, this is going to be a team that you can be proud of and, and all that stuff. And I think there's something to that. Because what it's it, it, saying that in different ways, and I don't know how good Nebraska is from a talent standpoint. You're going to find that out a little bit more in the last four games of the season when they play some tougher competition. Maybe they won't win all those games. But right now, I don't know if they're maximizing, but they're getting a hell of a lot closer than they were over the last four years. They're getting, yeah. they're, they're getting things out of these guys that they weren't able to get out of when Scott Frost was here. That's that's a real thing, and that's a, a doubt. That's a feather in Mickey Joseph and Bill Bush's cap right now. So that, they're I don't know if they're playing good football, but they're 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 playing good football for them. Yeah, and that that I think matters. They're playing improved football without a doubt. Yeah, and again, I think this team is more talented than a lot of the teams they've lost to in the last few years. No doubt. What you're seeing is a team that has, is bought in. Right, I don't know how bought in they were for the week one of Mickey Joseph with Oklahoma, but obviously you saw some buy-in against Indiana, and that's just going to continue to build this week. Where again, second week in a row, second time in within a calendar week, where you had an opportunity to go out and win a game in the fourth quarter, and you seize that opportunity. That is literally not a thing that has happened. No. At any point, with basically anyone that's on this roster, and for all that, I mean, this is not hyperbole, and I've seen it out there a million times. Nebraska just simply doesn't win this game when Scott Frost no. is the head coach. They just don't. We saw ample opportunities for it to happen, and they never did. <laughs> they just, they just so don't. The win. buy-in is going to continue to increase. Yep. Especially, I get, I get. We still have an, uh, another game before the bye week, but if you can get on a three-game winning streak for the first time, <laughs> my goodness, in five years, then all bets are off in terms of the belief this team has in itself. Uh, Connor Happer, Robbie Lula, with you on Big Red Overreaction here on this Friday night as Nebraska wins fourteen to thirteen over Rutgers. It wasn't pretty, and Nebraska is in fake first place in the Big Ten West, as Mickey Joseph calls uh, it. That's, fake yeah, first place. That's Mickey Joseph words, not mine. Uh, big red overreaction brought to you by Burton. When you're plumbing certain, just call Burton. And it is on 1620 The Zone and 1019 The Keg. Uh, we'll take your calls at 402-951-1620. We have John now on the Les Hills Harley-Davidson hotline. Hi, John. Love your guys' show. You guys are great. Thanks, John. Hey, I just... I'll, I'll start off with this. I hope uh, no one blames Casey for the... 
the play. Uh, I think the offensive line needs some work. Um, I, I, you you can't keep blaming the quarterback as we have years past. Um, Casey is doing what he can, and he's making plays. Uh, I love the second half adjustments that we have not seen in the last few years under Frost. Um, we all know that we want that to work out, but it didn't. Um, the, 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 the second half adjustments just are blowing my mind. We're not, we're not there yet, but we're making the right, uh, move to finish these games. And it was scary, but it worked out. So I'm liking what Mickey's doing. Uh, I'm also loving his interviews with, uh, you know what, these kids, they're kids. They're 18 years old, 19, 20 years old, and move on. You lose a game, you you miss a you, you miss a play, move on, take him out for a play, and then and then you get the next guy up. Oh. So I'm I'm liking it. It was an ugly win, but I'll take it. Thanks, John. Thanks. Thanks, John. Uh, appreciate it. And you can call as well 402-951-1620. Look, when when Mickey Joseph. Um, took over this program a few weeks ago. He found a lot of chicken bleep. <laughs> and you are starting to see... Some chicken salad. You're starting to see a little salad, Robbie. I don't know. It looks kind of tasty. It I looks kind of tasty. Look, Chicken salad never looks tasty to me, but I get what I mean, you're saying. Same, same. but I it's, it's, you're... it's like the remnants of food. Like It, it almost it is starting to look edible. It looks better than chicken bleep for sure. It, it's starting to look edible. <laughs> A little bit, and look like so. The whole thought process of this whole thing—I tweeted this out at halftime. In the offensive line, and um, John mentioned it there. Like they hired an offensive line coach who, in my opinion, and I think this is sort of what they wanted to do, and, and it's it's evidenced by the fact that Frost said, "I like the way they're getting off the ball," and that's the way he wanted to build it. Right? They wanted to get downhill and run the ball mm-hmm. this year, and they brought in Donovan Raiola, Donnie. To do just that, Danny. then they brought in Mark Whipple, an offensive coordinator who does was, not get downhill. A who lot. does not get downhill. <laughs> he loves passing the football, and the idea was to sort of you know use him as a quote unquote pass game coordinator, and Frost can sort of do his thing in the run game. And you saw vastly different versions of the offense half to half, sort of when when Frost was still here. And now, and shockingly, it did not work. And now, when you move Frost out, you sort of lose that that element of the run game, but you're left with an offensive line who, in my opinion, is built to sort of road grade a yes. little bit. and Certainly more so than to pass pro. Has been taught a different thing over the last four years and is now trying to mesh different concepts with what they're doing on offense in this new made-up thing this year. They need symmetry. They needed symmetry. Yeah. and Or at least bad. compatible philosophies. It's bad right now. But as you continue to push on throughout the year, I, I do think that'll get better just by virtue of the symmetry and the offensive line. You know, and you know, at the end of it, we'll probably just say, "Man, I, I don't know how they did that. They just they just weren't very good." But I, I don't know, man. I hate to always go back to this, but they got guys in the offensive line who were four star recruits, and they just it just hasn't looked that way. It's for various reasons. It's, yeah, it's communication issues. 
But I, I, I credit that mostly to the fact that they were doing about 75 different things, none of which fit who they were well, this, over the last four years. This goes back to one of my key principles of, of, of development. Ravi's key principles of development. Identity is the biggest thing. I, there's no doubt about because it. Because if you don't have an identity, you have no idea what the end result is supposed to look like. So what you what are just we building described... To? is a perfect example of that. You hire an offensive line coach that coaches road graders. You hire an offensive coordinator that wants to go pass happy, and those are not compatible things. And so you end up with an offensive line that has some talent, probably not as much depth as you want. Has no idea what they're supposed to do. Probably not as much depth as you want, probably not quite as much talent as you want, but it's not a. this group is not as talentless as they sometimes appear. There's no doubt. They can get something out of this. But because of the... Lack of congruity between philosophy of the offensive line coach that was hired and the offensive coordinator that was hired, it looks like a disaster. I will say, I want to touch on the Casey Thompson thing real quick that our last caller brought up. Casey Thompson made some bad throws in the first half, okay? Like, at least one of those interceptions was really, really bad. Yeah. Just a terrible decision, terrible throw, not a direct result of pressure, okay? But... What he was still able to do in the second half following that is what makes Casey Thompson is probably the best thing about Casey Thompson is the fact that he forgets it and moves on. Yeah. Forgets it moves on, was still able to lead the team to a victory, despite the fact that there are sometimes he plays like trash. <laughs> but he does but he doesn't let himself wallow in the fact and he comes back and is able to lead the team. Yeah, he's got the he's got the right personality for the situation that they're in. It's I, a short memory you talk about. Yeah. He learns from his mistakes and moves on. It's per, it's it's that's my favorite thing about Casey Thompson. Connor Happer and Ravi Lula with you on Big Red Overreaction on 1620 The Zone and 1019 The Keg. It is brought to you by Equitable Bank, where we take banking personally. Uh, calls are still lined up. We encourage you to keep doing so. 402-951-1620. We'll come back with more Big Red Overreaction next on 1620 The Zone at 1019 The Keg. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.